0: Let me take a guess. You've been listening to Call Me By Your Game, having a pretty dang time, but you've run out of episodes. Finding yourself waiting for the next drop each week. Wondering where, oh where, can I get more, more Call Me By Your Game content. Well, I'm here to tell you folks that there is such a place. It actually exists. This is the host of Call Me By Your Game, Connor McCabe, here to tell you all about our Patreon network over at Super NPC Radio. So this is our Patreon that we have created to not only support our shows, but make new content and bigger content going forward. In fact, if you like Call Me By Your Game, I want to tell you all about the co-op episodes that we do. These are monthly episodes where I sit down and do a deep dive with a panel of people to talk about a particularly impactful game. We've discussed games such as The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mega Baseball 3, Final Fantasy X, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake, and we have so much more to come. So, if you're interested in hearing these episodes, these are a part of our DJ Toad Tier on our Patreon, which is $10 a month. And again, you get a monthly huge episode for me and some of my most favorite people talking about iconic games. So, if this is interesting to you, check us out. And if you want to get a taste of what it's like, take a look at the previews that we drop in this feed. Otherwise, we'll see you over at our Patreon network at patreon.com/supernpcradio. just get us started welcome uh we are live welcome to call me by your game um this is the show where of course i your host Connor mckay bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why uh we talk on the show uh, or we try to we, we aim to talk as much about uh what made playing the game special and what was fun for the guest as what was interesting about the context of when they played it and what uh, stood out to them and what was memorable. I'm realizing I've got my thing up there. So people were just looking at my show notes too funny. Uh, now we're back <laughs> to business. A um, little bit of housekeeping up top uh, is that uh, if you're on social media, check us out because we are uh, all over the place. We're on uh, Twitter at call me by your game. Just the one why we're on Instagram at call me by your game pod. You can support the show by rating and reviewing us on apple Podcasts, that helps our uh visibility uh that helps uh people just discover us it's great you can also share the show with a friend if you know someone who likes video games who likes trips down memory lane or even who might like the game that we're discussing today share this with somebody uh, and lastly we do have a patreon with a ton of bonus content uh, that's over at patreon.com super if you are listening This episode at home, uh, you probably already heard an ad from me about it. So you're probably super thrilled to be hearing me again. Uh, but if you're watching live, you can check us out there. If you like me and you like my perspective on games, you're probably gonna like what's over there. Uh and I guess the last bit of housekeeping is if you are listening, sometimes we record these lives. So that's a whole nother reason to check us out on social media. Um, but that's it for the housekeeping, and I'll finally introduce our guest for the episode today so please welcome to the microphone uh who, who's undergone me- much technical adjustments to start the show nelson franklin welcome how are you oh uh, thank you so much for having me i'm great good uh super important question is yeah. this is this your first podcast you've ever been on or are you a seasoned veteran at this point <laughs> i want i just want to know how, where where you stand here
1: this is not my first podcast. I'm not like a, you know, There are some people who are doing podcasts every single day, but you know, I mean, I've done like about a dozen or something, I guess.
0: Yeah. By some people, it's absolutely me. I do. Unfortunately, I think this might be my fourth podcast recorded this week.
1: I wasn't uh, trying to passive aggressively call you out there.
0: Yes. Cause I know thankfully that you will just be direct if that ever needs to happen. And also uh, this is uh, just so you know, you have the reins. If you got to reel me in, uh, feel free wow. to do so. I've extended that option for you.
1: I um, anticipate you getting way out of hand very quickly. Yeah,
0: as as I normally do. It's it's <laughs> what the guests, it's what the listeners come to expect with me. Um, but thank you so much for being here. This is fun. We've talked about having you on the show for a long time, but yeah. uh, let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll unpack who you are in several ways. First, I always like to say how I know my guests. Uh you technically I do know you like I know most of my guests which is technically through the Los Angeles indie improv community because uh my my roommate and your wife were on an improv team together way back when. That's right. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we met one time before. You know, we had our special, our special evening, as I'll refer to it as, <laughs> and I will yeah. unpack that for yeah. the listeners. Um, but I'm pretty sure that you and Georgia came to uh, me and Stephen's birthday uh,
1: right. at the Coke Mansion. Do you remember that? Oh, wait a second. What do you mean the Coke Mansion? <laughs> do, do you remember? Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, with all the heavy drapes and everything.
0: Yes, uh, the pillars, the columns. It was intense, uh, but you brought us a bottle of whiskey yeah, and then right. uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, two ships in the night or like when, like I'd like to think of when that scene in when Harry met Sally, where like they know each other early on, but then they like they separate and then they come back together again, right, and he gives right. the, the ride home. Uh, and then we got to know each other cause you and Georgia had Stephen and I over for uh, some uh, homemade pizzas mm. on the grill. Mm-hmm. We got to talking about, uh video games and uh, lo and behold i end up with a playstation 4 in my lap uh oh, <laughs> at yeah, the end that's of right of that.
1: yeah. yeah i got a playstation 4 pro because i spent so much time on the damn thing you know i just had to get up to the i don't buy like the new iphone but i will get a new console when it comes out. um and uh so i gave you my own one so yeah. glad you guys have it.
0: me too uh i've referred to to uh my friend nelson probably on this show and definitely on a sister show of this video games a comedy show because when that playstation came into my life my friend it was i I, i'm exaggerating a little bit but it was kind of life-changing
1: wow i can't believe it (laughs) (laughs) that should be life-changing
0: for anyone yet it was for me um but yeah it was really fun i had always as i as i maybe had told you i've always been a nintendo kid who's been fascinated by the PlayStation, who's been able to play it at Friends but never owned it, and mm-hmm. so getting gifted uh that PS4, just like you know, and here I am now. I've got a I've got a, everything but the PS3 now, so uh, that, I think that's partly <laughs> your fault.
1: Oh, sorry. Well, I have an extra one, <laughs> <laughs> okay? It's the size cool. of like a uh, refrigerator, but you know, whatever, it's a, okay. it's a cool. work of art, you know. You know,
0: I was going to say it's been almost two years since you've given me a console. So I think (laughs) you're you're pretty due, my friend.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh,
0: But yeah, that was really super generous of you and super kind. Uh, And I've since then, as we talked about, I've gotten to uh, lend it to a friend as well. Who's enjoying some PlayStations So sort of like the the gift that keeps on giving. But um, who are you, my friend? Uh, I mean, you're obviously you're an actor. You're a husband. You're a cat dad. Uh, mm-hmm. you're a librarian, according to the background <laughs> that the listener can't see, but who are you? How would people know you? What do you want to share about yourself?
1: Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm an actor. I'm, uh, in my mid thirties and I'm from LA originally. Um, and I, you know, I live here and I work here now, uh, with uh, my wife, Georgia. She, um, she's an actress too, and she's from the East coast, but, uh, yeah. What would you know me from? I guess my big, Flagship jobs. I can pull up
0: IMDb if if that would help. (laughs)
1: That's all right. I I was Robbie on on uh, New Girl, and I played uh, the IT guy on The Office very briefly. And And people uh,
0: specifically just refer to that character as the IT
1: guy. So, well, there's been a couple IT guys. My press predecessor. (laughs) Yes uh and the guy after me whatever it's fine yeah but people it's weird you know that shows such a cult following and there's been mm-hmm. a weird like resurgence now where oh yeah young people are watching it because it was it was on netflix rest in peace office on oh netflix. my gosh that's right uh it's on the peacock app now which lets you watch the first two seasons for free and then is like oh, oh did you want to watch the third one after the cliffhanger of season two the five it's cost, a month. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> $5.99 a month and also still commercials, whatever. I'm not going to say. Oh, interesting. Else. Yeah. Um. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I was on The Office. I was on New Girl and I was on Leap. Those are my three favorite jobs that I sort of mentioned. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, if you're one of, you are just one of those people that if you watch TV, you've definitely seen you in something. Like you're, <laughs> something. You're, you, you hit a lot of different boxes where it's like, whether it, it's someone who's binged or just watched a random episode of new girl. Like you were saying, um, sort of the, the video game, the most video game tie in, uh, unless there's something I don't know about, uh, for you would have to be, uh, Scott Pilgrim.
1: Yeah. I'm wearing the, my swag hoodie right now of, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but it's it's bombs? The, yeah, that's oh. right. Well, this is like the, uh, it's the Scott Pilgrim, the video game. They re-released it uh, last month. Uh, did you get that? Yeah, well, they sent me a copy of the game. It was really nice. I, oh,
0: my gosh.
1: I meant to do like an unboxing and put it on Instagram or something, but I haven't done it yet. But, yeah, so they um, re-released the Scott Pilgrim video game on all consoles and maybe PC. I can't remember. <clears throat> That's so
0: cool. What did you uh, get it on? Was it was it Switch or the – it it's I on PlayStation
1: 2, right? Yeah, I got it for PS4. Okay, cool. I mean, I'll play it on my PS5, but yeah. gotta, it's a PS4 game.
0: <laughs> Let's be clear, we got I know we've we've just went over a few n- not so newsworthy items about you, but <laughs> Nelson is a PS5 owner. That's probably the That's takeaway right. from people seeing you on this show.
1: And so are you, my friend. We're in its rarefied air up here in the PS Five you know, Club.
0: <laughs> we are the well. I just want to say this. So let's get it on the record. We are the one percent, Nelson. Right? Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's. Been, I was curious because I haven't gotten to talk to you about that game at all because uh, I know that was a really special job for you to get oh, to yeah. do that one. Um, but and that that movie just has such a like a cult following. It's so popular, and I think I told you to. I told you this as well. I saw that was one of those movies that I saw the trailer for. I didn't know what it was, but I thought it looked so cool. Mm -hmm. And I went to see it the summer that it came out. And when it finished, I was like, that's why I'm going to film school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I look, I had a very similar thing when I got to do that movie. Yeah. The first I got there and my the first thing I did was get in the van with uh, Jason Schwartzman. And I got to tell him, well, I didn't tell him right at the beginning. Luckily, I like waited till like a few days in before I started like groveling or whatever. Yeah. But because for me, Rushmore was that movie where I was like, "Oh, that's it, got to do it." So yeah. I yeah, he was very cool about it and at least pretended to be moved.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so that's really cool. Uh, I I had the chance last year to do a similar thing with someone, and then the the job ended, and I never did it. And I was like, yeah. "That was we we ended up." talking a lot and got along super well and hung out a bunch. Uh, but I, I didn't like tell that person how much their performance meant to me and like what it was like, the first thing I sort of was seeing when I even came out to LA. Mm-hmm. So and also the job, the job is sort of like in distribution hell. So it may never come out. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I'm holding out hope for that, uh, premiere party in 2023. Oh yeah.
1: We'll oh man, that'd be awesome. It's a good uh, feeling when you get to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did, th- we did get to do a rap party and that was really cool. And it was also at El Cid really close. So I just like walked and got to get drunk and hang out with all these really nice people.
1: That's great. Uh, yeah, that was the four times it? though you do you want to plug this thing or is it you don't want to yeah, it? If,
0: if a show that is called 4d printer ever comes out yeah, uh right. check it out um i don't know how much else i can even say about it <laughs> uh it's been a, a truly i think just about a year now since we wrapped uh, production but it was really fun and you know hoping to be ready for the next thing all uh right. so uh i'll i'll catch up to you on those imdb credits just give me a couple years buddy <laughs> sure um uh i'm older than you yeah just just by a few years though i turned 30 this year so i'm i'm catching up all right all yeah right. uh but thank you for talking a little bit about yourself was there anything else about yourself you didn't get to share that you wanted to or did you pretty much cover it
1: i mean you know yeah like uh i uh got into video games when i was like six or seven and i never stopped i'm Perfect 35 sideways. now <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, that was the other thing I was going to say about myself, which is, you know, has to do with all this, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm done talking about myself. Yeah. Do the segue. I did it.
0: Cool. You already, I mean, you did it for me, my friend, You're, you took care <laughs> of it. Uh, let's get into that. Cause that's the mm-hmm. thing. Uh, well, and before we do, would you mind introducing, just saying, telling us the game we're going to talk about later?
1: Yes. The game I have selected to talk about today is World of Warcraft, which there were a lot of games I considered that weren't World of Warcraft, thinking about times in my life, maybe my first favorite game or the games that meant a lot to me for this point in my life or that point in my life. But then I realized that like the one game I've been playing, like legitimately playing it since like 2004. Dang. World of Warcraft. That's how long that this fucking thing has been, it's been like 13 years, sorry, 17 years. Wow. Um, and it's been with me through just about everything, I guess. And I mean, especially made a huge comeback in my life during the the quarantine. Of course, yeah. I had a lot of time. On my hand, so it came roaring back there. It's just, um, it is of a very high quality. And I, I just think it's something like, kind of like, the Simpsons I, it's like how were you able to keep it up this long how is it still going and yet it's still enjoyable I, you know it's like amazing
0: that's awesome Ooh, wow you're already like giving me fuel for what I get to ask you about later I love it um, <laughs> all right but yeah like you had already sort of done for us transitioned us to uh hearing about your history with video games you you had already sort of led me there you said around six or seven yeah I sort of got into them tell me about that
1: uh, so yeah, I'm about five years older than you. So the first video game system that I was exposed to was um, just regular Nintendo. I'm not old enough to be like an Atari. I I mean maybe people had them when I was a kid. I, I never saw one until I was much older. But um, uh, my parents got me a Super Nintendo for mm-hmm. my sixth or seventh birthday, and that was just such a slam dunk. You know, it was the perfect time. I'm talking about Super oh Mario gosh, World. So jealous. Yeah, um, it was amazing. I had no video games or anything prior to that. Um, it was just kind of out of the blue, and I was like blown away by it. And uh, yeah, it was me playing. Like, became obsessed with Pilot Wings, which sent me on a whole course of my life doing flight simulators and stuff. Whoa. <laughs> and I got obsessed with um, Super Mario World. So well done. And um,
0: you like the finer things. That's
1: a consistent thing we've seen. It's the quality is
0: important to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I played a, a million. Super Nintendo game. Battletoads, Aladdin, there's a million good ones, you know. Um, But uh, that's when I started, and then um, yeah, I got an N64 after that, which blew my mind, because I got like my parents told me if I got all A's that year or whatever, and I did, and I got, it was like my sixth grade graduation, I got an N64. (laughs)
0: Dude! (laughs) Like, for the summer? Like, going into the summer?
1: Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, boy. Like, that's the kind of, I was a kid who was always getting good grades and was like very uh diligent and quiet and shy and stuff. And uh so you know I guess it goes hand in hand with like staying at home playing video games, I suppose. Uh, not into sports, you know. But um uh what was I gonna say? I'll tell you though, this is an interesting thing that you reminded me when you said when I got you that PlayStation, that was the first thing yeah. to sort of push you over into that other world. I remember my mother asking me when like PlayStation one was coming out, my mom was like, is that something you're interested in? And I said, no, 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 no. I don't need that. I already have a, I have a Nintendo 64. That's all I need, please. And I didn't, it seemed a little weird and different, the place that, you know, yeah. the, Nintendo is was such a warm, fuzzy thing. Um, and then that year for my birthday, my mom just got it for me anyway. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay. I wouldn't have done it. I said, no. Yeah. But she pushed me into that realm and then I've never turned back. I think that Sony has been doing a ex, like an exponentially better job than Nintendo oh, for yeah. like the last 15, 20 years now. Um we talked so. about
0: that a little bit. Like even to this day, as successful as Nintendo has been and as much as they've bounced back, they still have like a sh- serious shortcomings and like little things that seem to make decisions that seem to make no logical sense like, I, I
1: agree with you there yeah
0: like why don't we have I've, I've complained about this uh millions of times on my shows but why is nintendo 64 not a part of nintendo switch online like it's it, they could do it
1: like you think they're just not doing it i mean i thought they were rolling it out like slowly but surely or whatever because they've sort of been but i've had an emulated n64 games since yeah 2005 I mean, yeah. how can I mean we did it illegally obviously but like get yeah. on it, dude this is the stupidest thing you could make a killing off of this you know? they
0: really could even if they wanted to go back to like the virtual console model, which I don't know I'd be interested to hear if you got into that at all. it's just like oh great like people would just throw money at you or at a subscription or both like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not to take my, that on my own personal tangent but I'm no, lucky
1: like, I agree my whole controversial uh, statement about consoles making and uh, console making and video games and stuff is that I think Sega made way better consoles than Nintendo. Okay. Stick with me here. Nintendo has the, I like the IP better on Nintendo. Those games are amazing. But every time you buy a Nintendo console, you're buying it for Zelda, Mario, and like fill in the blank third game. Yeah. And then you just, I mean, you know, this other stuff trickles in that's good and whatever. But, uh, today when I buy a switch, it was just for three games. Again, it's just for like sort of three intellectual properties and that's it. I, I just wish that I loved my Dreamcast so much and I loved my Sega oh, so yeah. much. I didn't mention those. Uh, I just felt that instead of stopping to make consoles, Sega should have continued and Nintendo should have been the one to just transition to software and stop making consoles because you're just making yeah. a console for like four or five games in my opinion.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's I, funny. Cause I feel like that could have, very well happened uh man the the dreamcast what a what a dream uh all jokes aside that thing was fantastic we actually just did a big like uh sort of desert island meets like a fantasy football draft style episode about the dreamcast last week um where we basically like go through and pick our favorites and if someone picks one it's gone Uh, but we're all getting like sent off to our own desert basically we're getting Blast it off into space because our space station gets hit by an asteroid every every single episode we do this. So <laughs> yeah, like maybe three times a year we'll pick a console and we'll do it, and it's like the most fun event of the year. It gets intense. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, do you have a favorite Dreamcast game, or any that come to mind for you?
1: Uh, for me, the number one Dreamcast sort of uh, there were two very formative games on Dreamcast: the Power Stone series, Power Stone One. Oh, and yeah, 2, I got that one in the draft. Oh yeah, it's those are two of the finest fighting games ever and that's what got me into like there was a time where i was very very much a try hard street fighter player um, oh nice and i mean i'm still pretty good i would never compete or anything but like um, whatever i feel like if somebody sits down to play street fighter with me they're gonna get their ass in but that's all because of power stone <laughs> yeah and the other one was fantasy star online my god that was the first oh, online game gosh, I ever into played. fantasy star pso man i i you know, you plugged a phone line into the back of your Dreamcast, and you would dial up and play online with your friends. It's an RPG, it's the first MMORPG I ever played. I no wonder
0: you got into Warcraft later. Geez, <laughs> I'm seeing it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's so cool. Also, I do have uh one of our one of our patrons and our and our and someone in my chat, uh, Goblin Bomber, wants to know, and they say, before I keep listening, the Horde or Alliance horde buddy horde horde okay we got that for you goblin bomber also apparently really likes uh silly taxi uh (laughs) crazy taxi yeah (laughs) i forgot we called it silly taxi on the on the stream because someone's like mom or brother or someone said it should be called silly taxi
1: (laughs) that's an excellent name for that game too that's uh, another stone cold classic right there crazy taxi is amazing um
0: so, so you were still playing through uh, clearly that era. Have you ever taken a break from video games? Or were you going just clean through? Uh,
1: I took a break. There are certain times in my life where we had to stop playing. I'm a big Blizzard fanboy. Uh, mm-hmm. Blizzard is the name of the software company that created World of Warcraft and the whole Warcraft line of lineage of games. Yeah, I played every Blizzard game that exists. And I it's like heroin to me. Are oh, they... <laughs> they are so good at tapping into this sort of like serotonin receptor in my brain where it's like the things I accomplish in their games may give me the highest sense of accomplishment and make me feel yeah. the best. So, you know, I played Warcraft one, two, three, these are RTS games back then, yeah. Starcraft one and two. And I played all the Starcraft. I played Diablo one, two, and three. I oh. love Diablo. My God. it's So good. But there were times in my life, like, about a year after Diablo two came out, me and like three of my friends, I'm not even kidding. We had we stood in a circle over a garbage can and like ceremoniously broke our Diablo two discs because oh, it was no. like destroying our life. We were like so you know, playing like Passed twelve hours demons. straight. In. Oh God. And we stopped. That was that was the time I took a break. I also stopped playing World of Warcraft in college uh mm-hmm. for about a year and a half or two years just because like I was doing, you know, I was in acting school and I was doing plays all the time. I had no, that's yeah. the thing about, wow, you got to devote a lot of your time to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I took some breaks, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Uh,
0: but here you are, you're, as we discussed, a PS5 owner. You're still, you're, you're right. playing a lot of games. What are you, are there a few that you've been enjoying recently? I know we've talked about a couple, but I'd love to hear from you.
1: I uh, still play Overwatch pretty heavily it's a great it's game a blizzard for you it's another blizzard game right there they that's them taking their foray into the first person shooter team-based game it's just one of the finest games of that genre as well incredible game um playing a lot of gta online uh that's a great you, you'll never quit that gta 5 i've been playing it for about eight years now it's just it's rock solid i'd love to see you on there connor it's cheap now you can buy it for like 10 bucks if you want someday <laughs> yeah uh and i've been playing. Um, let's see what else i got really into um roguelike uh, games you know yeah, what i mean by that um, totally so i like stuff like um risk of rain i've been playing okay. risk of rain 2 a lot lately and um hades on yeah on my computer. yeah
0: i've got to uh, shout out a good friend of mine who actually did some voice acting for that show and oh it's that's been, uh,
1: really good voice acting on that
0: yeah, so my friend Courtney Vaneez, who was actually a guest on the Mist episode from last oh, summer, wow. uh, voices Aphrodite and Dusa.
1: Really yeah. great work by her. My God.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. Just another, just another, just another improv friend, and uh, so is amazing. gotten like super into streaming during the pandemic, and like mm. has like a crazy following now. So, no, so I mean, anyway, but I was was wondering if you were going to bring that one up.
1: Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. And weirdly enough, WoW has sort of uh, incorporated that uh, genre into their game as well. And there's a certain dungeon you can do in World of Warcraft now, which is a roguelike thing where you exactly the same. You buff your abilities every floor and all that stuff. It's amazing.
0: Oh, wow. They're just like, they, they've they got you. Uh, what, yeah. What's the phrase? By a string? Is that? That's not the full phrase. I'm just, I'm missing part of it, right?
1: I guess. I got me by the balls. What were you going to, what's the thing? You're thinking of?
0: <laughs> I was just thinking they've got like, they've, they've got you pinned. They know what you like. Right. They're just making things you already like even more for you. Yeah. Uh, Hey, we tried.
1: Um, that's,
0: <laughs> that's really cool. Was there anything about your video game history you didn't get to share quite yet?
1: Um, I guess there was a time sort of like when I was graduating, So if I started playing WoW in 2004, that would have been my freshman, it was like the summer after the freshman year of college, I guess. Okay. Or yeah, I graduated in 03. Um, Around that time, I got a PC for like work, like school work and shit. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, like a Dell. And that's when I was like, I guess I had one before that though. That's how I was playing like Warcraft 1 and command and conquer and all that old school shit i had a pc pretty early on i guess so yeah anyway i used a pc game a lot and i've 100 sworn it off in the last 10 years or whatever i just can't i'm too busy to like keep on top of my computer and keep upgrading yeah. it and spending that money And i can't i don't know i'd rather just buy a console once and then just be like give me a game okay that's it yeah
0: totally uh i guess gosh. that's it then that's great well thank you so much for sharing about you know so much about your video game history uh we're for the purposes of our audio episode we're gonna i'm gonna call a break so nelson i'll see you on the other side of that break
1: all right sounds good i'll take a walk
0: Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, A Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then, Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, A Comedy Show, anywhere podcast, can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Here, of course, to discuss World of Warcraft with Nelson Franklin. um And the first thing I wanted to do is first I'll welcome you back, Nelson. You're back. Thanks. How are you Thank feeling?
1: You. Feel great, refreshed.
0: Oh my gosh, music to my ears. uh Well, before we dive in to you know the majority of your personal history and how you feel about the game in any context, I do want to go over some historical context for world of Great. warcraft so um i normally sort of just like ramble about the game and read from wikipedia i can do that if you happen to want to be like actually connor i'll tell you the history of this game and run us through it that's fine too no
1: no go ahead please i'd love to hear the wikipedia stuff actually it would be a nice okay to hear. cool well let me let me go ahead and uh pull
0: it up uh i thought i put a link in there i didn't but this is really luckily it's really easy to find um Uh, well basically i'll just start off by saying that world of warcraft um is a um mmo rpg released in 2004 by blizzard entertainment which you know nelson was just raving about uh it (laughs) is set in the warcraft fantasy universe uh and takes place within the world of azeroth uh, also, for me, it feels like I'm almost speaking a different language as I'm going through. So, if anything ever doesn't make sense, or you're like Connor, that's that's not what it is. Please interrupt. Um, uh, this uh, this took place for approximately four years after the events in the previous game in the series, Warcraft Three: The Frozen Th- Throne, which we have also covered on on this show with a good friend of the show, Riley Smith. Um, this game, World of Warcraft, was announced in two thousand one, and it was released on the tenth anniversary. Uh, of the Warcraft franchise on November 23rd, 2004. Uh, And since its original launch, it's had eight major expansion packs with the most recent one being Shadowlands in 2020. Uh, And similar to other MMORPGs, the game allows the players to create an avatar and explore an open game world in third or first person view. Although I'll say for me, I feel like 99% of the footage I've ever seen from this game is third person. Is it strange to play in first person?
1: Yeah, it would be totally crazy.
0: (laughs) So we know how to spot the serial killers uh, (laughs) if I ever see one on a Let's Play. Um, So while they're doing this, they're exploring landscape, fighting various monsters, completing quests, and interacting with non-player characters, NPCs, or other players who are online. Uh, The game encourages players to work together To complete quests, enter dungeons, and engage in uh, PvP combat, which is player versus player. However, the game can also be played solo while interacting without interacting with others. Um, The game primarily focuses on player or character progression, which in which players can earn experience points to level up their character to make them more powerful, and buy and sell items in uh, using in-game currency to acquire better equipment among other game systems uh, as far as the reception goes uh it was a major critical and commercial success upon its initial release in 2004 and quickly became the most popular mmorpg of all time reaching a peak of 12 million subscribers in 2010 the game had over 100 million registered accounts by 2014 and by 2017 had grossed over 9.23 billion in revenue that's a gonna help you your buddies at Blizzard keep the light on, lights on <laughs> a little bit. Hopefully, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, they did that amazingly well. It's so it's so funny to hear about all the like. Yeah, you know, it's 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 just been a part of my life for so long. I forget about yeah. the base sometimes. You know, it's good to hear.
0: Yeah, so that was just sort of like the you know the Wikipedia synopsis. I'm pretty. It's it feels silly. I feel like the first time I said this, which I could have done it for many others when introducing a game when it's like this almost feels silly to introduce it because it's such a it was such a phenomenon and influenced so much it's still around today that happened on the ocarina of time episode two i was like what do you want me to say it's the legend of zelda ocarina of time <laughs>
1: yeah that's that's one of the uh five n64 games <laughs> yes yes one of your staples I it is um, my top five games of all time though for sure i got i give it respect
0: yeah, so good. Um, first game I ever streamed last year, which you hopped on a few times. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um was there anything else about like the history and context that is uh the outside of your personal enjoyment yeah. that is important to share?
1: Uh yeah, so it's the the reception of it it was it feels so great to talk about it, first of all, because, you know, I started playing when I was 18 or whatever, and it was not cool to talk about it. I've always kept it a secret. Like, I don't want anyone to know that. I oh, it's sure. like saying, like, you know, I'm a D&D player, but I don't like being in a room with people, actually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's the mid-2000s. That was just like, it wasn't cool.
1: Right. But I don't care. Now I'm an adult and, like, I'm proud of my life or whatever. So, like, I'll talk about World of Warcraft. It's fine. Uh, but, uh, you know... <clears throat> um, I had started playing MMOs before that. I played uh, Ultima Online. Uh, that oh, was my cool. first. Uh, that was a game I did on dial-up modem, you know. But uh, <laughs> and then there were a couple other games that came out, like Asheron's Call, and jeez, um, what's the other one? There were a couple. There were like a handful, maybe four or five, like sort of um, well-respected MMOs. And then when WoW came out, I think it was poo-pooed a little bit. Like, oh, this is like the popular one. They dumbed it down for the regular people, mm. um, which is at least sort of the mindset I heard from my AC players online or whatever. But <laughs> it was, they really nailed it. It's still very, very, very complex. The skill ceiling is like through the roof on that. But it's also pretty simple to pick it up and sort of figure it out. But it was sort of a, it it really set a standard for every game like it after that. Whereas the loot system in World of Warcraft and before, and any of the Blizzard games is sort of like a universal loot system now where like gray is a piece of shit. Green is like a magic item, it's pretty good. Blue is rare, oh, that's nice. Purple, whoa, that's a really good epic Uh item. And then, you know, the colorized loot system, the skill trees uh, were sort of... There's a lot of things about that game that were just done exactly right. And, you know, it's taken... It was pretty unforgiving in the early days. You had to figure everything out yourself. A lot of mystery about it and sort of... There was no website to help you. Now there's sites like Wowhead and stuff. Not a lot of hand holding either. Sorry? Not a lot of hand holding in the game. Exactly, exactly. It was really cutthroat and you had to figure everything out on your own. And uh, the dungeons were extremely difficult and you'd have to get a group of people together just by like going to a town and trying to find people. Now there's like an auto dungeon finder thing that you can do. (laughs) It was all very social uh, and a whole new experience. And they had raids in that game, which is like a dungeon for 40 people. Okay, so you would have <laughs> you would have 40 people. First of all, you'd have to get 40 people to show up at the same day and time, which is like, yeah. how can you do that at all today in this day and age? And um, we would all get on um, uh, whatever voice app we were using back then. It was obviously a long time before Discord. It's called the
0: Tin Can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was – what the hell was it called? Um, I used it forever. Anyway. would all get together and the first time i saw this happening i went over to my friend's house and i saw him doing a wow raid it was like 11 in the morning and he was like yeah i was coming over knowing he was about to do it and they did it for like 11 hours straight you know the dungeon (laughs) had like 12 bosses in it and that's sort of how long it took to get through it and i was like captivated the whole time because Uh it was like you had a guild master it was sort of doling out instructions to everybody but then there were different class leaders like you have healers and people who did damage and tanks and they I all the had their team own team coaching staff it's just was so crazy the amount of like cooperation and when you kill one of these bosses it drops like five pieces of loot and there's 40 people so you had to sort of devise a system to a lot of people loot and it was this thing called dkp which is a reference to an older rpg if it's not dungeons and dragons i can't remember what it is but dragon killer points this is the old sort of terminology that wow where you would earn dkp by showing up to raids on time by helping people do dungeons outside of the raid whatever you sort of accrue these points and then there would be like a bidding on the loot that dropped so if it took you 45 to an hour to kill a boss. There was inevitably like 20 minutes of distributing loot, figuring it out, getting to the next, you know, it just took all day. And I was like, this is unbelievable. This is the most, like the highest level of organized video game playing I've ever seen. And I, and I became very into it. I don't play it on that kind of level anymore, but when I was raiding, it was like, you know, it's like a 50 hour a week ordeal. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. Um, So was, was, that extra context is really important to know. Um, so, was your introduction to this game your friend playing it, or did you discover yeah. it another way?
1: I, like I said, I played a ton of regular Warcraft one, mm-hmm. two, and three, and that's an RTS, is a real time strategy game, which I don't yeah. know how to describe that genre, but it's like a base building three quarter angles yes. game where you sort of control an army. And, <clears throat> and I was like, "That's what they do. They do Warcraft. They do Starcraft." <clears throat> They don't do MMOs. I don't even want to try it. This is stupid. And I believed all the hype from all the other people who were saying, or the opposite of hype, the other people who were sort of shitting on it because it wasn't as pure as Ashron's Call or Ultima or whatever. And Mm -hmm. uh, the second I saw him, he was like, let me show you this. I think you would like this. And sure enough, when I watched him raiding, I was planning on just stopping in for like an hour to check it out and then leaving. But I stayed the whole 11 hours and got food and everything. And that's when I sort of got sucked in and realized, well, they really... They really did something here. They take it really seriously.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> some of us show up, you know, have that thing where you show up to a date you think is going to go for an hour and it ends up being the most magical time in your life. And some of us show up to watch a friend play a video game and that changes our lives. So, yeah. yeah. And then that's where I yeah. fall.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you, there is a system of currency in that game. You know, there's a whole um auction house and an auction market in the game. So people who, have professions in that game. I say professions. That's a whole other thing. You choose what professions you want your character to have, like blacksmithing or leatherworking or
0: essentially your class. It
1: it doesn't have to add have anything to do with your class. But I, you know, I usually take professions that align with my character. Like if I have a character that wears plate armor, I will take blacksmithing so I can make myself plate armor, but you can take any profession you want for any clay. It doesn't matter, <clears throat> but people sell their wares on the auction house and you can buy rare things on there for a lot of money. And it was very hard to get money in the early years of that game. You needed it to buy a mount. Otherwise, you would have to walk everywhere. And that's the other thing about World of Warcraft. The world is enormous. If you were to just walk on foot from one end of the continent to the other, it would take hours and hours. It was just yeah. like a huge. So you needed to get a horse. Uh, every class is a different kind of horse. And um costs a lot of money. Um, so you would have to figure out how to generate your own cash or whatever. And a couple of years in, people started selling wow gold for us dollars it became a huge problem because it's against the like you know uh terms of conditions of the game or whatever but sure. we had these chinese gold farms pr- crop up uh the cfgs they called them chinese gold farmers Whoa. Right? they would i don't mean this to be an ethnic slur or anything it Was just like uh, there was a lot of there would be like a building in China where these people would amass WoW gold and sell it back to Americans for. Yes, this is just
0: what it was.
1: It was what happened, uh, yeah. and um, sometimes they got this money—the WoW gold—in unsavory ways, botting, and other ways of breaking the rules of the game. And sometimes they got it from stolen accounts or whatever. But anyway, they would sell you this money, and based on the going rate for WoW gold, you know, this is in like 2006 or 2007. People realized that wow gold had more real life value than the currency at Vietnam at that time. What <laughs> the hell the money called there? I can't remember the it's like the okay, whatever. I'm not gonna say wrong. But you know, it was very popular. And yeah, because of the exchange rates of the US dollar, the wow gold had more value than certain real currencies in the world.
0: Insane. Oh my gosh. Also hearing about like hearing about these early days, it's like, well, times were tight and we didn't have a lot to go around. So
1: the game in its current state is much more accessible and it's not cutthroat and it's built to, uh, it like panders to everybody. Even if you're like just barely interested in video games, you can still play this game and have a good time. And a lot of people hate that because they're the OGs and they want it to pure. That's why WoW Classic exists now. They They brought back the 2004 version of WoW. You can play on a different server, and it's back to the old times. People love that, the purists. But I'm not willing to throw away 17 years of work on my character just to go back in time to, a, you know, forget that. But um, they've made it so that casuals can have a really good experience. And that's how I play now. I'll play like an hour today, maybe an hour, two days from now, and my character is like still relatively good or whatever. Back in the day, you had to contribute a chunk of your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, priorities change your, your, your time that's available to you changes as you grow older. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, Question I've got for you is that when you were, you know, captivated by watching your friend play and like you, you get introduced to this and, and you're there all day, did you, how did you get the game? Did you, was it like you, you also were like getting grades to get it. Did it show up one day? And then how quickly were you sucked into it?
1: So at this point, I had just gone off to NYU, so I was old enough to, like, you know, buy my own. So the professors (laughs) weren't incentivizing you and buying you games? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I remember I got back from my first year of college, and then that summer, I didn't have any real plans, and um, I went to, like, EB Games or whatever at the Beverly Center or whatever. And yeah, I bought WoW. I still have the original box. It came on, like, you know, six discs. You had to put in one after another to install it. Oh, like floppies, but like on discs instead. Um on CDs instead, I mean. And uh yeah, and that's it. I it took like I had to like delete everything off my heart. It was a huge game, uh uh-huh. for this terrible computer back then in two thousand
0: four. Dang. Okay. So you've gotten so it was basically that first su- so you essentially had like a summer after your first year of school to get into it. Is that that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So are you immediately like Are you just getting your feet wet? Are you with your friends like already like, let's be being ambitious and like, let's go raid. What was going on?
1: It was very hard. Um, Even just leveling (laughs) up to the top level was a challenge for me. Uh, This first time I had sort of thrown myself into a game like that before. And I wasn't crazy about it. I play a little bit here, play a little bit there. um, But I wasn't making time for it. So I wasn't like online when my friends were online. And that makes it a lot worse if you're by yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like I said, you can sort of solo it now, but back then it was much more about cooperation. So I was a little discouraged because I wasn't sort of putting in the effort to like be there or whatever, Yeah, but sort of towards the end of the summer, I got in, I got a high enough level where I was like, I went to my first real big dungeon, my first raid. And I was like, Oh, okay. I got to, uh, got to get it together. That's when I started like really looking at my numbers you would buy mods for the game that would sort of track how much damage you were doing and stuff and i was like i gotta okay. get my numbers up i gotta make sure i'm a good player of the game. <laughs>
0: yeah you get brought up to the bigs and you're like wow i really gotta like make sure my fastball's humming
1: yeah and i didn't want to embarrass my friend he was in a, a guild that was very hard to get into anyway okay. he, like, he like vouched for me <laughs> to join you know the...
0: that's incredible
1: Yeah. yeah oh uh.
0: It's like getting an r- opportunity in the real world. Like you don't but you don't want to embarrass your friend. That's amazing.
1: It's like, you know, you picture yourself as a nerdy high school kid. Maybe you love D&D or something. And then it's like, yeah. oh, you want to take it to the next level? And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Just give me a chance, please. That's so cool. Uh, do you remember when you were playing this far back? Um, and this is, you said this is the same character that you still have around today.
1: Uh, yeah, I think this, I made this one, this wasn't the, no, that's the, first, yeah, I guess this one's from like 2006, I guess, or yeah, that's the one I still have. Yeah.
0: That's nuts. Uh, as far as, because <laughs> I have not played an MMO before, I'm pretty familiar, fairly familiar with the genre and how these games function, but when you were starting out and playing, what was intriguing to you? What was bringing you back uh, after you got over
1: that hump? So... There's a thing about MMOs that sort of ruin regular RPGs for me because okay. because of the social aspect of it, like, you know, maybe your character in Zelda um, is like you worked, you put 100 hours in, you got every best piece of armor, you got the best mm-hmm. weapon, you got the special horse, you got everything. And you're like, <laughs> yeah that's great. And you have that sense of achievement to yourself, but in world of Warcraft, if you get all those things, you go into town and people are like, damn, where'd you get that horse and stuff? And it's (laughs) like, (laughs) um, getting to the top. There was a, there was a brief time, uh, at the end of the second expansion where I had the best gear score on the whole server, which is a whole thing to get into, but I don't even, you know, A couple of years into the game, they started, websites started tracking stats for characters and you would sort of, you would see the rankings of everyone on your server and globally or whatever. And so uh, my motivation to keep getting better stuff and uh, keep making my character better was that I would go to town. Literally just go into town and have people all uh, gawk at me and be involved of me. And it's like you're basically just bragging about how much how many hours you threw at this yeah. thing, I guess, at the end of the day. And luck too, because some of these items have to drop and you have to get really lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every time I spend a lot of time playing Final Fantasy where I'm like, I wish somebody could see how cool my character is. It's just me. Yeah.
0: What are we gonna do? Share a screenshot of this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Special weapon I got. Uh that's cool. And when you say gear score is this just like all your accumulated
1: like all of your gear accumulated its stats like reached a certain height that's right so um at first when the first when the game first came out gear didn't have any points associated with them they would just have like this weapon does this much damage and this one does a little bit more i'll take that one and armor this one has this much armor on it this one has a little bit less so you would sort of um you sort of had more flexibility to be like, I like this piece of gear better than that one. Then they started ranking each piece of gear and assigning it in a numerical value. So like I got this piece of 146 gear, but I just picked up one that's 158. So I'm going to equip that. It's better. It kind of ruins a little of the mystique or whatever of getting Mm loot. But uh, when, so this must have been in 2006 or something uh, after the first expansion to come out. That's when I got in a very serious guild and I was raiding three days a week. Um, this is when I first started dating Georgia. By the way, this is maybe two thousand eight. I guess
0: is this your like? How can he juggle both movie like yes. Warcraft and Georgia? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is when I first Georgia's my wife. By the way, for for the people at home, uh, I met her in two thousand eight and. We started to go on some dates and I was like, just so you know, I can't really, um, I'm not going to be able to go out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, I also couldn't go out on Sundays either, but I just wasn't going to bring that up yet. Yeah. And, uh, she was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Two, that's fine. two days and then I'll <laughs> let her know about the third later. <laughs> and a couple months in the day and she's like, what are you, what the hell are you doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays? You know, and I was like, oh, and I, I fucking told her, you know, that was a big yeah. move for me to do. But, you know, <laughs> I loved her. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm raid. Those are the nights I raid. What they did was as the game progressed, they um they made it so you could come back to a dungeon. So you didn't have to do it in one 12-hour stretch. You could do four hours tonight, come back a couple of days later, do another four hours. And that's what we did. We would break it up over three days of the week. Okay. Um, and during that time when we were raiding, I I got I we did these raids enough that I got every single piece of my gear was literally the highest value that you could possibly attain and then my i got two legendary weapons legendary drops are you know just once in a blue moon uh totally crazy hard to do now they're very accessible to people which is a whole nother story but back then it was like your whole guild had to help you in order to get this piece of it and do this and that and so i got both of my swords were legendary every piece of gear in my whole character was and when i went to the stat ranking website they had. To, I made it to number one. I have a screenshot of it still. And that's, that's the first time I quit WoW was I had the best gear in the game. I had essentially beaten the game. Yeah. And then another expansion came out and everything I had was worthless. And it was too demoralizing to me to continue. So I took a one-year oh, break. Sure. But before I did, I had a statuette of my character made. This was a service they offered you oh <laughs> that my Blizzard gosh. would do to you. You could. It was like for seventy-five bucks, you would order a three D printed model of your character. These are the two legendary <laughs> swords I had, and uh, wow. yeah, so I, I had this made, and I was like, "That's it. I'm quitting." Wow, And you know, this will be the, my- for the
0: listener who can't see this. Uh, sorry, you're <laughs> missing out. Uh, you're getting two thirds of a show because that thing is amazing. What What is your character's name? Tell it. I would love to know anything you could tell us about as far as like. And again, I don't play MMOs, RPGs. So, like, <laughs> what's the class? What was the profession?
1: Uh, so my sort of my every time i play an rpg be it even if it's dungeons and dragons or something like that or a board game or whatever i always lean towards the the guy who wears a lot of armor and has the gigantic sword like a cloud type of character in final fantasy or something like so i always play the heaviest heavy duty characters plate wearers with the two-handed gigantic swords so that's this guy is a uh it's a warrior class, so he can use any weapon basically in the whole game. At that time, warriors could use whatever you want, and so wow. I gave up my two hander for the for the dual legendary Glaze. <laughs> but uh, that's sort of always my my melee damage is sort of always my mindset. Um, but World of Warcraft has an unbelievable amount of class selection, and since then I've have I have like eight or nine characters now. I've really spun the gamut, and my new thing is that I love healing in all games now it's really fun. Blizzard games always have sort of healers, people who damage, yeah. people who tank damage. Um and uh yeah so you know I chose a warrior because I wanted a big sword but when you choose when you pick a warrior your warrior then has three different specs. Every class has three subclasses within them that you choose from. So warrior has arms which is guy with a gigantic two-hander which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fury, which is a guy who has two smaller swords, which I ended up doing. And the third one is uh protection, which is a tank, sword and shield. You're okay. the guy who stands in front, the, the dragon breathes lava on it, and you and you live because you, you're <laughs> specced into survivability and stuff. Um but certain classes uh can do all three roles. So that the warrior can do tanking and damage among their three subclasses. Wow. But if you play if you play a paladin, that's another kind of plate wearer who uses a two-handed sword, or it can be a healer, or it can also be a tank. A lot of flexibility there. So even if you have one character, you can do more than one role in the game. Okay. And you can switch between your specs at any time in your character.
0: Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah. cool. So and did you is that the sort of thing that, like, depending on the scenario, could really change uh like an, an encounter for you?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. We love people who had flexible builds in our guild because it would be like, Honest God's shit, you know, when you have 40 people in a guild, shit comes up. Like somebody would be like, Oh, my baby is woke up. I gotta go, guys. And we're <laughs> like, Well, shit, we just lost a healer. And then somebody would be like, Don't worry, I'll spec into healing for now until okay. we get somebody else. And then having those <laughs> flexible people uh were always is always a boon.
0: That's awesome. Uh that that sort of makes me wanna dive into more of like um, either like the most memorable guild you had or like, or maybe <laughs> yeah. one of no, I'd love to hear about, uh, just cause you hear talking about those interpersonal discussions is really funny yeah. to me. I want to know who were you playing with? Uh, did you know all of the people in there? What, what do you want to share about that?
1: So yeah, you know, when I was in my most successful guild, the one where I had that action figure made my statuette yeah. or whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> That was a great guild uh, that started from nothing. A guy in town, at that point in my wild career, I was fully invested in PPP, which is player versus player. Mm. So in World of Warcraft, of course, you do all these dungeons and you fight monsters and dragons and what have you. But you also have the option to go into these battlegrounds and fight other players and use your abilities against them and stuff. So me and my three friends, we had an arena team. Now, you could do big PvP matches where it's 40 versus 40, or you could do smaller matches And so my two friends and I, we got on a a three-man arena team, so it would be three-on-three. And there's a whole ladder that you got ranked on, and at the end of the season, depending on how high your ranking was, you got certain rewards, which is what they do in every other game now, you know. (laughs) And uh, at the time, we were killing it. It was me as a warrior. My buddy played a, a priest, which is like a healer that can also do damage. And the third guy was a rogue guy who goes invisible and starts stabbing you with little daggers. (laughs) Very annoying team. We did very, very well. And I had an incredible amount of great gear and weapons and stuff from doing that. And some dude in town was like, I'm starting a guild. We need somebody, uh, a melee guy like you, you have the best gear that I've seen in town or whatever. Can you join my guild? You can be the class, the class leader of melee guys. Um, And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do this. And then, about six months into that, it became a, like a very, very uh, successful guild. And I sort of had gotten in on the ground floor. And I had a good relationship with the guild master. Um, I always had a lot of respect for this guy. He he really knew how to handle all the raids. He dealt with organizing all these people and talking to everyone in a way where we all were sort of rallying behind the guy. And Yeah. And then Real eventually, leader. yeah, uh, about a year in, I, I I figured out who he was because Facebook was invented. And I looked him up. And um he was like this scrawny little blackjack dealer in Atlantic City. <laughs> and it really demystified the whole thing and it took some of the magic out. And it's like not everyone knew what his real name was and everything. So I was kinda like <laughs> anytime he would yell at somebody, I'd be like, This guy's such a this is where he's getting his power trips in his life, you know. That's um, so
0: funny. You're imagining this blackjack dealer. <laughs> How, did, how did, did you have to do sleuthing to figure this out? Did he like uh, accidentally let his names drop?
1: Like, I wasn't like bugging him for his personal information. Another dude in the guild was like, Psst, hey, I figured out who this fucking guy is. Oh, okay, uh,
0: gotcha.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you, you develop relationships with the people in the guild. You know who's reliable and who's not, but you keep them around because you love them anyway and stuff. We had these yeah. three hunters. Hunter is one of the best classes in WoW. It's uh, range damage. You use a bow and arrow um, or guns. Uh, they had old, like, blunderbuss-type guns in this game, too. And um, we had three of them. And you also have a, a a pet when you're a hunter. You tame a beast from the world, oh, from anywhere, yeah. And it fights for you, and you send it out to do stuff. Critical role, great character. So we had these three hunters. They all were friends. They all knew each other. And then we found out it was these, like, <laughs> these two 14-year-old sisters and their mother <laughs> were the three hunters, you know. Oh, my um, gosh. That's absolutely amazing they all pick the same class like oh we're all going to do this together as a family or whatever so crazy
0: that is adorable it's like i'm imagining like if this if there's some movie made about this guild it's like seeing (laughs) everyone where they are later and it's just like they're turning from their wow character into who they are uh and just imagining those two 14 year old girls and their mom like hunter hunters turning into them is really funny to me uh that's cool did you have like um, did you the people who you were playing with, like your friends before? Did they end up going with you into this guild? Was it a totally separate thing?
1: They all uh, dropped off, to be honest, because oh. they wanted their time back and they sort of lost interest. You know, we they gave it a good couple of years, but like yeah. you know, that's that's a huge success for any video game. A couple of seriously. years, seriously. Uh, but it sort of fizzled on most of my. Fr- I'm the only one who left who plays it, except for Georgia. I got my wife Georgia to play about yes. ten years ago. <laughs> Way to go. Um, you know, she's not like a diehard like me, but uh, she has found her niche in that game for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you, what do you play on now? What do you mean? Are you playing on uh, just the computer that you have? Here oh you yeah. Have? Cause you said you don't have a PC.
1: I don't have a PC anymore. I, I, uh, I just play on my, uh, um, well, for the longest time, I just played on my MacBook pro on my laptop because mm-hmm. it's very low in the like graphics demanding department you know like it's very low tech that game uh it looks beautiful but it's the engine is from 2004 it's the same it's the same game so you can run it on really anything um but now i play it on i got a nice iMac uh, a couple years ago i play on that nice big retina screen now looks great oh that's awesome well so
0: we've gotten to hear a lot about um your 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 sort of early informative experiences with this game. When you, and for I don't know if you've shared about this yet, but when you play now, what does it look like? How is it different? Uh, Are you you still, and how often do you play now? Like an hour here, hour there, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't play much more than that. I don't do anything serious. I don't do the raids anymore. Mm -hmm. I just can't devote that kind of time. And my friends who stopped playing, I try to explain this to them, but they also are like, there's no way I can put that much time into that. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say them like, yeah, you don't really have to. I'm just in there to like check in on an old friend or whatever. You know, it's uh my guy's gear is like B, B plus out of uh, you know, out of a possible S plus, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh he's still it's still fun to play. And uh yeah, so what what I mostly do now is just run like really easy five-man dungeons, and then I do um um world bosses uh those just take five minutes you just like there'll be like a very very challenging boss but it's just out in the world not in a dungeon okay so you'll sort of wait for a group of people to show up and you'll get like a shitload sometimes more than 40 and you take them down together and then i do that weird uh roguelike dungeon now just for fun to sort of oh uh, yeah flex my muscles but a lot of the fun for that game for me now is that some of the stuff that used to be unaccessible to me is now scaled down because it's been, that was 10 years ago. So like that was four expansions ago. I'm a much higher level than that. I can go revisit old stuff that was too difficult in the past and sort of wet my whistle there. <laughs> it's just That's like, awesome. I can't, it's hard to explain what it is to me now. It sort of keeps my mind sharp and I just like, I'm very good at playing it and I don't want to like, just like close that door. I like being able to be good at that game. I don't know why.
0: Well, you know what they say: if you don't use it, you lose it. So I pl- I'm happy to hear you're putting that into practice.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 questionable why I still play it because it is a monthly fee. This game, and that's the only yeah. one. It costs like ten bucks a month, which is crazy. Yeah. You imagine how much money I paid these people over the last seventeen years? Paying $10 Seriously. <laughs> Um, I don't encourage anyone to pay for a game monthly. That's just like highway robbery. But these guys, I don't know. It's just it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a fix yeah. for me, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh I feel like for first of all, I'll shout out PDX Gooner 420. Uh it's feel like that's very close to my <laughs> name is a new follower on the channel. So thank you, PDX Gooner 420. <laughs> Incredible name. Uh yeah, one of the best. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I so, like I said, I feel like we've gotten to talk about so much of like your history with this game, your personal context, but also the d- details that kept bringing you back. Um, before we move on to some fun segments I have at the end, yeah. was there any game or any game stuff, anything about your relationship with this game, any memories that you didn't get to share yet, or do you yeah. feel like you're putting a bow on
1: this? I don't know. I mean, yeah it's so easy for me to talk about this game forever because there's such an enormous amount of things in it. And just by way of playing it for this many years, I just know about it all. So it's like, I, I, I get, you know, I try to think about what point I should make about the game, but I get lost, you know, it's um, I do have a lot of great memories of specific things happening. Like just like defeating some monster that took us, you know a month to figure it out and finally do it and then like you come back they did it. they had a great way of like if any guild defeated the highest boss in one of these raids something would happen in the town like you would see oh. the giant dragon's head on a spike in town and when you got back to town everyone was like yeah you did it or like they would That's have so this so cool so uh, certain things happened like when i got my legendary weapon that was another big one where a lot of people had to come together to make it happen for me. it's just a lot of like <sighs> I just felt really unencumbered by anxiety, which I always had growing up. Yeah. I felt like, look, we're all here playing world of Warcraft. There's nothing for me to be embarrassed about with these people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very easy to open up and work together that way. You know?
0: Uh, that's uh that's really great to hear. Like uh, Two things I want to share with you from the chat and again, this is fun. We got the chat going. Uh, PDX Gooner yeah, yeah. wants to know, uh, well, they asked if we covered the movie yet. That just makes me want to ask you, did you oh, see man. the movie?
1: I didn't see it. Nope. Oh,
0: is it like a, you can't, it's like uh, sacrilegious to see or?
1: I was definitely planning on it. We, My wife and I, George and I were going to go together because we both mm-hmm. play. And then uh, a different friend of ours had seen it and sort of complained that it had very little to do with the game. And it was just yeah. sort of an imagining of, those characters based on the lore and not based on like concrete stuff about the game. Oh, gotcha. Um, Sort of a mixed match. And then I also got horrible, horrible, horrible reviews. Yeah. Video game (laughs) movies,
0: they're, they're tough. I, I I really surprisingly really liked the Sonic movie last year. The last movie I saw in theaters. I was just (laughs) actually tweeted about that the other day because I went with my good friend, Mikey Stevens, and I saw another, like one of the most phenomenal performers at UCB, Jacob Wisaki. I saw Waisaki oh, there. Sure. It was like yeah. a Tuesday afternoon. And now it's just like, feels like a figment of my imagination. Um, uh, <laughs> also, uh, Zach Oyama in the chat. So shout out to you, Zach. Good to see hey, you. Up, says, uh says uh, he failed his freshman biology class because of wow. Also <laughs> got into yes. a good guild on the ground floor, which was not great. Uh, not a great reason. Uh, to anyone in his life. So probably just not good uh, for anyone in his life. That's, that's amazing. (laughs) Zach,
1: what server are you on, dude? (laughs) Bring your character back, man. I need a friend.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Zach, hit Nelson up. Uh, And then, I mean, I just keep it. I want to answer some of these questions, actually. We've got some people. This is a really fun way to interact. Uh, Goblin Bomber asks, what were your thoughts when they changed uh, that city, mar after Cataclysm? He remembers a bunch of people getting mad.
1: Yeah, that was a big crazy thing. So Cataclysm, boy, that must have been four or five years ago now. They had an expansion where this crazy dragon came and just breathed fire on the entire planet and just fucked up everything. Just totally destroyed cities. Like, it was the Horde capital city of Orgamar and the Alliance capital city of Stormwind. They were both like just destroyed. Everything got fucked up and um, yeah, it changed the scenery of the game permanently. Like, It had been that way for 10 years, and now it's never going to be like that again. They even blew up Undercity. They just totally removed one of the horde, Like, the whole place got exploded. It was crazy. But it was sort of a dramatic move, and you had to, like, that's how they introduced the final boss of this new game, Deathwing. You got to kill this dragon that's about to blow up the world. Yeah, it was... I didn't mind it. I like to change the pace, you know? Plus, the other thing is, these cities were modeled in 2004, and when they got destroyed, they were, like, 2012 sure graphical upgrades to the city yeah. so i was uh, appreciative of that as well
0: yeah that's so interesting to me it's it's an interesting choice for a for like a developer to make because i could see both perspectives where it's like this is crazy and so cool that they changed this permanently i could also yeah.
1: see someone being like i miss the old thing yeah so well, I, people are bitching because they never fixed it it's still broken that happened yeah, five years yeah. ago like when are we gonna fix the damn city dude We're Just gonna <laughs> stay with this. that's so funny uh let's see if
0: we have anything else here uh pdx schooner says i never played it myself but my friends didn't i always made fun of them for all the hours they played while i was fragging in halo 2 right yeah everyone's got their poison you know everyone does uh and then lastly i think this is a question uh, was the meme of people wasting their lives playing wow this is important like in the south park episode mm-hmm. a precursor to where gaming culture is today you have any feelings on that
1: so that South Park episode was fantastic, and I have to imagine that uh, Trey or Matt plays Wow well, because like, I have to imagine would... they're both watching, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was spot on, and sort of the the villain of that episode was very uh, accurate to sort of the shittier people who play MMOs like that who have sort of min max their way to the top they've like me like when i had the best gear in the game i wasn't like you've everyone else sucks it was just me being sort of like (laughs) there's sort of two ways to approach it okay this is sort of my philosophy where if you approach games like wow from like a dungeons and dragons uh point of view where you're there to get into the fantasy of it to enjoy the lore enjoy the world you're in great you're gonna love it there are other people who are like, this is a video game. I have to beat it. Okay. I got all the best shit. Everyone else is terrible. And it's not really, a, you're not enjoying it anymore. You're playing it to like be the best. And yeah, I think wow spawned a lot of those people, but it wasn't really like that in the very beginning because you really, you really had to give it a lot too much time in the beginning and you had to appreciate it too much to be sort of like a, like, um, you know, a fake. Sure. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I, so So maybe, I can't say definitively that WoW was the first game that started that culture, but there were definitely people who came out of WoW like that, for sure. Interesting. Uh,
0: This is sort of a more somber note, but I saw that the, uh, did you ever see the cosplay that the guy did cosplaying that South Park character at like Comic-Con or something? No. Well, you should watch, you should just, it'd be an easy search if you Googled it, but this guy passed away to COVID this year. Oh, shit. Yeah. And like, he was, I mean, but like, he was, a was like super well-loved by so many people. So I don't remember his name, but, uh, I just read that like two weeks ago and was just like, shit. I mean, it's, uh, this, this year, I feel like every other week it's like you find out something like that about somebody and you're just like, man, this has just been so devastating.
1: Uh, I remember, I remember a story I want to tell you about this game. This is a perfect yeah. for that question that was just asked. There was, In the early days, maybe the second year, in the vanilla WoW, what they call the early, early days, somebody who was like a beloved member of a guild or whatever died to cancer, okay? Oh, wow. So this is an Alliance character. So they had a funeral for this guy in the game. Everyone in the guild showed up, everyone who wanted to come. They sort of all gathered in this like snowy field and they had a ceremony. People were like sharing memories or whatever. They had a funeral in the game. About 15 minutes into it, a rival horde guild came to the funeral knowing that it was happening and killed everybody at the funeral. It's like, you know, it was, it was great that they had a, you know, so beautiful that they decided a funeral. And then like, you know, people were griefing that it, it, it starts early. So yeah, these things are coming back to me now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. We're just, we're just getting the gears rolling people. I love that. Uh, Zach is also familiar with the, uh, with the video that I was referring to. And, uh, mm-hmm. and PDX Gooner says he heard about, that story, I believe referring maybe referring to your story, could be referring to the one I was sharing, and he didn't mm. even play the game. No, oh, yeah, your story.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. and, and no, he knows the story too. Yeah, man, it was fucked
0: up. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, I can't believe that we have a witness. Wow. That is absolutely nuts. Uh it's so crazy to me. This has always been a game that I have of, like I've sort of shared, is I've only ever seen from the outside that it's it's the idea of this type of game is like my, like the the peak of video games to me is like, I pour a ton of hours into it. There's a ton going on. I'm with friends. You're like playing around, doing crazy stuff. uh, Just like losing yourself into it. It just sounds so great. So it's been so fun to hear uh, you share about all of your, uh, everything you've had to say, but yeah, if you got, if you wrapped up all your thoughts, I've got some fun segments for you to close out the show. Yeah. Let's do, uh, let's do your fun segments for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, first, the first segment that I will lead us into, of course, is the famous fact me by your game segment. Uh, this is just a segment where I just share facts with my guests about the game. And you might be aware of both of these. Um, uh, so it's especially hard uh, talking to someone who's an expert about the game being like, I hope you don't know this. But here we go. Uh, both of these come from the Digino you know gaming website so I don't know if you uh watch any YouTube video game videos but like Digino you know gaming's great. Um so uh before the game released the original version in 2004 there was another minor profession called survival skills. Do you aware of this at all? Do you know about this at all? Ah,
1: boy, there was a lot of weird shit in the, uh survival skills. So basically no. this
0: this minor spec. profession apparently allowed the player to make campfires and torches oh. um, that help them with like, and these the specific ones they can make would give specific character buffs and also heal your characters between big battles.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh man, now anyone can make a campfire. It's part of the cooking profession. But yeah, I forgot Bingo. that it was its own thing. That's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that's that was like where the rest of that was going to go is that now it just eventually was something they wove into that, that profession, yeah. but it was going to be its own... Boy, that is Minor hilarious thing. Yeah. uh yeah just called survival skills and the second one is you actually is funny you referenced final fantasy 7 earlier um apparently according to the video i watched there's a ton of pop culture references oh yeah world of warcraft um but the one that i thought that was most interesting because it's from a game i love is there's a flower merchant in the floating city of dalaran called Arif primrose mm-hmm. and she is wearing like the incredibly similar outfit to Aerith Gainsborough from um, uh from Final Fantasy 7 and you know she's a flower merchant and that's like Aerith is always carrying around a little basket of flowers in Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> uh selling them in the beginning so did you know about that one at all was that a surprise
1: uh no i didn't know about that particular one yeah there's there are quite a few amazing references in there to so all kinds of stuff um one of the best characters in that game is named uh, Harrison Jones. And he's like, he's an Indian, He's just a ripoff of Indiana Jones. And his name is Harrison for Harrison Ford. And, you know, anyway, just stuff like that is really fun.
0: That is really fun. I love little Easter eggs like that. Uh, Also in the chat, uh, Steven Loomis says two legends wish we were crushing (laughs) cocktails. Miss my boys. Miss you too. Loomy. Hey, what's up? Gosh. Uh, Last person, I, that's the last person I, I saw face-to-face that I know, which is, wow. is Stephen Lewis. I gave, I lent him and uh, his uh, girlfriend Crystal a Wii so they could play Mario Kart Wii. And I, also oh, gave man. Him, I gave him NBA Jam to play too. Wow. Uh, and I think Epic Mickey. But anyway, Lumi, shout out to you. We love you, dude as my voice cracks talking about my old roommate. Um, so that's the end of the "Fact Move by your game segment. Uh, we now will move on to the game recommendation segment and Nelson, this is my one forced tie in to the movie. Call me by your name. Where, um, when I saw that, when I actually watched that movie, which I was sure to watch it before I ever, before I launched this podcast, cause I was like, I should probably know what happens in that movie. Um, I remember thinking at the end, like, once timothy chalamet's character wasn't with army hammer's character anymore i was like well who does he date next cuz i was thinking about like if it was my own life or someone else's like sometimes your friends the next person they date after a breakup is eerily similar to that person other times they're like out of left field and sometimes they're just a complete rebound so <laughs> the way i'm treating these recommendations are sort of based on warcraft being your uh your army hammer so to speak. Wow. Uh, Which, so here we go. Uh, These are mostly goofy ones, but enjoy. Uh, So the first one is if you like your battles, but you love your ogres, I'm going to recommend Ogre Battle for the Super Nintendo. So more of a tactical (laughs) RPG, but... uh, I love those, yeah. Still in that vein. Um, Now, if you want a little more fantasy to your MMOs, I'll recommend Final Fantasy 14. Have you ever tried that one?
1: No, I've watched a good amount of it and it looks incredible. I gotta say. They have a yeah, healing class in that game too. I got very interested. Ooh. It looks like a lot steep learning curve though, you know.
0: Okay, yeah. That is it's is such a commit. I feel like it's a commitment to play any game, but you're an MMO player, that's a whole nother ballgame.
1: Learning a whole system like that, I mean, I should just give it a shot. I'm sure I'd love it. I'm terrified of loving it, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they announced the uh, the PS5 version, I think, like last week or something. So, come in the spring. So uh, we'll have to check back in with you on that, Mister Franklin. Yeah.
1: I think I might. Yeah, It might be too hard to play it on a console. Too many buttons, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true.
0: Uh, lastly, this is always my sort of my troll one. Uh, but if you just like medieval stuff, you like your you like your elves, you like your ogres, you like your uh your goblins whatever else but you just really like these graphics from that specific era i'll recommend the hobbit for the nintendo gamecube uh which is also i
1: think from the year 2004 have you ever played this game no i uh i had never heard of the hobbit on uh, the, uh, i played later ones than that but not on gamecube that's unbelievable
0: yeah, they. this is a game I have that I got because I love the Lord of the Rings books and, like, the movies had just come out, so I was obsessed. Um, they released, a like, sort of a cartoony... It's not that cartoony, but between cartoons... Actually, honestly, similar to these Warcraft graphics. Uh, mm-hmm. Hobbit, just
1: adventure,
0: sword-swinging game where you play Bilbo Baggins going through the story. And it's, like, kind
1: of good. That's awesome. I believe yeah.
0: it. Yeah, so... That's my final recommendation, recommendation right. for you, Nelson. That wraps up the game recommendation segment. In fact, it brings us to the end of the show. So uh, before we close it out with plugs, I just wanted to say thanks again. This is a good excuse to catch up, and uh, it was really yeah. fun hearing about all your Warcraft stuff. That was great.
1: Thanks. I uh, feel crazy for talking about this much, but uh, <laughs> it's the first time I've been public about it, so it feels good. Thanks for uh, letting me put it out there.
0: Hey, absolutely. Uh, this is a safe space for you to express your, any video game joy. Uh, well open invitation for you. Well, well, great. Well, uh, is Nelson on our way out? Is there anything you want to plug? Is there any, like anything we should be looking out to, to watch you in? What should we look for?
1: Uh, I'm going to be in a Netflix movie this year called sweet girl starring Jason Momoa.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Yeah. So there's that, I guess. Um, I really didn't work this year so other than that I got not, nothing to plug uh yeah I did a handful of blackish I guess but that already aired so yeah the sweet girl they're doing this thing where it's a different movie comes out every week on Netflix or whatever. 52 movies this year something crazy Damn. so I'll be one of those
0: do you know when that's supposed to come out
1: I don't know yet I don't
0: know okay yet. Cool. sweet girl sweet
1: it's girl. about his it's sweet girl the sweet girl is his daughter he's uh, the movie's about his daughter it's really awesome is. anyway it's an action movie though you'll see
0: okay very very cool that's awesome well thank you for sharing i'll close us out uh with some plugs so thank you again for being on the show uh our cover art is done by glenn j who is on instagram you should check out the rest of their art at glenn.j glenn has two ends. uh we of course as i said earlier we got a freaking sweet patreon my folks patreon.com Slash super NPC Radio, where we have a ton of content. If you like call me by your game, we do a bonus monthly uh round table style show. It's more of a book club style deep dive into an impactful game called the co-op episodes. I run a weekly show on there that's available on every tier called Super NPCs. And we're doing the Legend of Zelda Game Club Games Club this year. So we're covering every mainline game at the DJ Toad tier of our Patreon. So uh check us out. Visit the website, see what you think. Um, the show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show video games, a comedy show streaming live every Friday at either my Twitch channel, uh, or at twitch.tv slash super radio. And lastly, you can follow me on Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe. You can follow me on Twitch where I stream a lot more and we're streaming this episode right here. Uh, so thank you again to the chat, everyone who's been here. Uh, this is so much fun to also field questions and have people hang out. Uh, so twitch.tv slash cons is cool. 69. And for anyone still around, uh, I'll see you at seven o'clock. I'm going to play some fall guys with some video games, uh, a comedy show buddies, but thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one.